0: Download the Viator app now and use code VIATOR10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Absolute sports betting degeneracy.
1: Hey everybody, Arch here and it is Friday, Max. <laughs> ready for this week to be over
2: welcome to the new reality
1: oh uh, well,
2: it's uh it's, it's been interesting it's been interesting you know uh, for those of you who listened to yesterday's show you know we did not have panther there was some bluetooth issues for those of you watching the show right now you might be like oh shit they're without panther but through some fucking magical divine intervention and arch fucking scrambling in the goddamn blizzard yesterday uh, i do believe we have asex panther on the call he sounds like he is max from the car but it is actually panther from the car or the rig
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is going to be entertaining. I might, I might keep all my dialogue really short to do the D-Gens a favor, but yesterday was brutal. Uh, but I do want to call out Max at the end of the show with your lot of blah, 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 make some money, fools. Like, I, I go to the trouble, Saxie and I go to the trouble to try and get through your blah, blah, blah. You at least make an effort, man. Come on.
2: Download and listen to every single episode. There's been plenty of times that you just blah, blah, blah through my fucking closing. I'm not even going to try to do yours. Bye. Hey, I'm I'm sorry about the Panther Parlay. We were looking good, but for a while we were looking good, and the fucking goddamn t- Toronto fucking Maple Leafs uh, got mm. their asses handed to them. I should have taken uh, I should have taken that Trappish Avalanche game for you, but hey, you know we we overall we did pretty good yesterday. Um, basketball wasn't as kind to me, but still, still not terrible. <laughs> we we hit the KOD when we hit the KOD. I feel like we've had a good day.
1: Right, we did hit the KOD yesterday. That that was good. Um, well, good.
2: With all the moves that happened yesterday, like if,
3: if there's a day not to bet basketball, oh, yesterday yeah. was it? Because I don't know how, how all the, all those games, who was playing, who wasn't playing, who was traded. Like I, that was an exciting day of trades yesterday.
1: Didn't you go undefeated yesterday?
2: He did. He had a very good day in basketball. He did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got cuz you guys uh hit the heat. That was a fucking slaughter of the Pelicans. Uh hit the Raptors uh and he hit the Grizzle. grizzle yeah. yeah. Um,
1: they covered that ridiculous what was it 12.
2: Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was one thir- 132 107. That was, it wasn't even fucking close there. So, yeah, so, some good and then uh, I'd say the upside of the day the fucking Knicks stunning the Warriors. That was a shocker and then the Suns absolutely slaughtering the fucking Bucks. Mm. Oof. Man. Uh, it seems like you know it's not just the favorites; it's it's the favorites by a lot right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
2: it's ugly. It's it's, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, you're, uh, you're seeing that you're seeing that the lines too.
3: The lines are getting. It feels like the lines are getting fatter and better.
1: What do you mean better and better? How do you mean?
3: Fat, not better fatter like double yeah the favorites the, the big the, the championship caliber teams are getting these huge double digit lines, and part of that is because they've been covering them so it, it's getting harder to bet the favorites because the the lines are just so outlandish
2: yeah now yeah. you're gonna have to i think <laughs> no no, I think yeah. so I think that that's that, that's definitely the way and and um yeah, and it's happening though, and and Vegas is reacting. You know, you seeing these like what my when my book says it should be nine and a half, Vegas starts at eleven and a half. You're seeing like almost a two point difference between what statistics are saying and what Vegas has it at, and it's then it's tempting to jump on the dog, but Vegas knows what they're doing here. <laughs> you, you know, they they know what they're doing. They're padding it by a couple of points, and and the fucking, they're, they're tempting people to take these fucking dogs, and it's just not paying out right now
1: not absolutely is not um you sent me a story max let's get this up on screen because this is one of my favorite topics to talk about in
2: the world absolutely uh in fact well, one thing that's not paying pay, paying out of course is the the brooklyn nets they also lost again their 10th in a row yesterday <laughs> uh of course the big news story of the day a couple of trades and we'll cover the trades the big the big one was was james harden didn't back get traded to the philadelphia 76ers um for ben simmons and seth curry shocked um, paul, paul Millsap was involved in the trade too some some draft picks uh, honestly if you look at it on the surface I, I, i'd say the nets won they've got a couple of first round picks as well um anyway that's not the story i want to talk about so that trade happened the trade the, the story i want to talk about and panther cannot see this because he can't see the screen but i'll read the headline i believe this is from com. James Harden looked at Kyrie Irving like he had three heads as he burned sage in Cleveland, per (laughs) report. Hilarious story of Kyrie returning back to Cleveland earlier this season and burning sage, which is part of his Native American tradition, apparently. Listen, I'm Native American. I don't burn sage. Maybe I should. Maybe I should burn some sage to get some negativity out of my life. Um, Anyway, I digress. Uh, James Harden... Was just looking like Kyrie, like he's a goddamn alien. Uh, which I think we've all done that at one point or another, right? Is like at Kyrie, is like, what the fuck is going on in this guy's head? So th- apparently that that relationship was not the closest of relationships, and Kyrie uh, was was kind of happy that Harden's out of town, and Harden uh, happy not to play with Kyrie anymore. So uh, yeah, it, just a funny story. Um, and, and playing off of that story, too, is Panther, you probably saw this yesterday. I know you're, you're having a day, but they did the all-star draft yesterday. Grant and LeBron James. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it got down to the final, final few picks. Uh, Arch, do you have the sound on this or no?
1: I do believe so. Let's see. Let's try. Oh, we got to unmute it.
2: All right. Uh, should I set it up? I'll set I'll, it up, set it up set real it up. quick. So, uh, get sent to the final uh, few picks, and um, the, the TNT crew are egging LeBron James not to take James Harden to leave the decision of Rudy Gobert and James Harden to Kevin Durant. So the final two players on the board, James Harden, who just forced his way out of a trade from Brooklyn, and Rudy Gobert, and Kevin Durant has the. The pick so here we go i'm gonna
1: need some size for yeah. sure yeah. i'm gonna need some size and um <laughs> you know, some for the interior yeah yeah especially yeah. with Giannis <laughs> and LeBron James Without playing question such great basketball this year i need somebody to offset that so I I i'm gonna go agree. with uh, Rudy Gobert i agree that, i agree that worked out <laughs> nicely <so. laughs>
2: <laughs> the fucking the straight face deadpan from Kevin Durant. I give Kevin Durant a lot of shit, but he's a funny motherfucker. Honestly, to pull off that kind of straight man comedy was goddamn awesome. He's either that or he's a goddamn psychopath. Because look at those eyes. Those, those were crazy fucking eyes. Right there. Those were murderous goddamn eyes. Like he was destroying James. Like you could feel like like the beard just fucking deteriorating like like fucking thanos snapping his finger just like turning into little pixels in the air with those fucking stare right there and then lebron is the a shit-eating grin just hiding himself behind a fucking uh uh piece of paper or whatever the fuck it was uh just like he couldn't stop his laughing but i thought it was funny i th- i thought some of the, <laughs> i think that was worth the fucking drama in the trade right there so is is katie's crazy eyes
3: that whole segment was funny. but it's funny as the TNT crew egging him on. Uh, it just tells you what where everybody thinks about Harden. You know, he becomes like Mr. Irrelevant in the All-Star Draft. He's burnt that bridge with Kyrie, which, whatever. People burn bridges with Kyrie. Kyrie burns bridges with everybody else. But apparently with that, there's probably a falling out there with Kevin Durant as well. Like, James Harden... That, I know you said you feel like Brooklyn won that trade, but I think they only won that trade because they don't have Kyrie and Harden in the same building. That it's another one of those where addition by subtraction. Brooklyn came out ahead. But, uh, oh, my God, I felt like both teams lost in that trade.
2: Well, if Ben Simmons comes back mentally healthy because apparently he's still meeting with his uh, s- psychiatrist to to understand when he'll be able to play basketball once again, I'm assuming it's going to be very soon. Just like I feel like uh, G- uh, uh, James Harden's hamstring will be quite fine very, very soon. I believe both those issues will settle themselves within the next week is my guess. Um, but if Ben Simmons comes back, at least Brooklyn will play this thing called defense apparently that's something you need to play in basketball. Uh, James Harden's not familiar with that concept. Uh, ben Simmons definitely is. Uh, but, yeah, listen, I, I I feel like any team that has Kyrie Irving is already at a disadvantage. I know he's a generational talent, blah, 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 but uh, just his, his, his negative energy, I think he needs to burn some sage on himself.
3: <laughs> I actually thought the big coup from that trade was Andre Drummond. Brooklyn getting Andre Drummond with Aldridge has been – Injured, Claxton is kind of a turnover and foul machine, and they got Millsap out of there who hadn't even been playing. If Andre Drummond takes that starting role and gets 30 to 35 minutes, I think he's the difference maker in this trade.
2: Uh, Well, I love the Seth Curry aspect of it. Honestly, Seth Curry is fucking lighting it up. He's a hell of a fucking ball player for for Philly this past year. I think that was a a big mistake. Lose some depth on the Philadelphia side. Um, some additional scoring i i i like i like the addition of seth curry to that brooklyn team. um and i, I honestly on the surface if you're just telling me just take, take the big names out of it paul Millsap for seth curry i would say that that's a good trade in general uh depending on what your needs are uh right I, if, you, if you you know i think paul Millsap um when he's able to play his game i, th- I think he's a, a, all around great fucking ball player and Seth is a deadly, deadly scorer, so if if you're looking for a guy that that needs to, you know, do a lot of the dirty work, uh, you know, get the get the rebounds, you know, fight fight for loose balls and stuff like that, Paul Millsap is definitely your fucking guy. Like he he adds a, a different dimension to a team. He just wasn't getting that opportunity in Brooklyn. So I, I, a while ago they were talking about trying to move on from Millsap. I think it was a, a you know, you get the star name or the big name. Not to say that Millsap's a star, but you know, you have a bigger name like Millsap. Um, and they went for it; it just didn't work out there. So I, I, hope, I hope for him. It's a, it's a good change of environment. But I think the Seth Curry thing is going to be huge for Brooklyn. Absolutely.
3: Oh, I completely agree. I think Drummond and Curry were the bigger gets than the the, the Simmons part of it. But as yeah. Simmons comes back, like to your point, Brooklyn should be a much better defensive team just by jettisoning Harden out of there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you you got to think they're going to get better because I mean, they can't get much fucking worse. No, no, not too much, too much.
2: Um, some other trades that happened. Uh, you know, the unicorn got traded. Porzingis is now uh, a Washington bullet. and uh, our boy Spencer Dinwiddie is heading over to Dallas to, to team up with Luca. And and uh, who's it? Bertrand's Bertrand's also uh, headed over to Dallas as well. I think Dallas, same thing. They they got some dependable players, guys that can stay on the court. Uh, you know, Kristaps Porzingis is is the unicorn. Well, I think it was um, uh, Tim Legler was w- was talking about him yesterday. It's like, yeah, he he absolutely is the unicorn because you hardly ever see him, and that's been a problem in, in in Dallas, right? Yeah, he's just he's he's never available. He's he's always injured and so forth. And and uh, he he and Luca did not get along. And now you at least get a couple of key players there. I don't think it's get, pushes them over the top. But when you got a player as, as as stellar as Luca, you had some depth with Sp- uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, that I think that's a positive move on the Dallas side.
3: It'll be interesting to see how this plays out because I don't believe Dinwiddie is going to take Jalen Brunson's spot in the rotation. And from looking at the initial depth charts I looked at, it looks like Dinwiddie is probably going to be the sixth man coming off the bench uh, for the Mavericks. And then Bertrand... I think he's another bench player. Dorian. They did this in conjunction with the trade. They shipped out Porzingis, and then they inked uh, Dorian Finney Smith to a four-year, fifty-five million dollar deal. So they have a lot of confidence in Finney Smith. I think he will slide in to the unicorn spot, and this is a good get for Washington if Porzingis can stay on the floor if they can get him on the floor and he can play, you know, 70 games a season, then I think Washington won this deal. But, you know, to your point, you brought it up. He's the unicorn because you hardly ever see him. And that's kind of been a of joke. Like you just, you, you always have to check the Mavericks daily injury report to see if Porzingis is on it. Well, now you got to check the Wizards injury report to see if Porzingis is on it. <laughs>
2: Some risk reward, absolutely trying to bring Perzingis in if he stays healthy. Yeah, he's definitely an, uh, an impact player. Uh, I mean, they're punting this season anyway because Bradley Beal is injured for the rest of the year. I think they're looking at this as a little bit of flexibility from salary relief. He's got uh, this year and next year left. Big, big deal, you know, like big contract. But, I mean, that that gives some uh, ability to trade him next year to teams that are, you know, looking to, you know, uh, maybe make a playoff run and then drop the player. So, I mean, I think it gives them some flexibility that they inked Dinwiddie to that big deal and, and you know, it gives him another opportunity to shine. A um, couple other trades, too. Uh, you saw Montreal Harrell being dealt from Washington over to Charlotte. I think that's a nice player for Charlotte to get. Uh, the Boston Celtics were a little bit active. They got Daniel Theis back. They traded uh, Dennis Schroeder, Enos Cantor um, to Houston. Uh, Enos Cantor, I believe, was then uh, waived. So, uh, you know, freedom for him, I guess. He can select any team that he wants to fucking play with now. Hmm. Uh, but bringing Daniel Theis back, it's familiarity. Uh, he is a Brad Stevens guy. Uh, I loved him. I loved when Thies was on this team. I think he he does a lot. Um, the, he he knows the uh, the system well. And then uh, same thing. Uh, the uh, Celtics also got um uh, from the Spurs. Who is it? Uh, uh, white. Um, I'm trying to think. Of the Jared Spurs white. Name. Yeah, yeah. So a uh, guy that you know, a guy that uh, the Celtics head coach very very familiar with as well. Um. Spurs they got Goran Dragic who I believe they're going to wave so he'll be available for a team maybe like the Lakers to pick up if they want to but uh, Toronto gets Thaddeus Young uh, n- nice, nice player for them to, to acquire um, and then uh, Phoenix also got Aaron Holiday so I mean a lot of a lot of interesting movement I think some playoff teams just uh, you know, Panther what do you say depth right I yeah, think that's yeah. what the playoff teams went for depth.
3: That was what the playoffs teams went for. And curiously enough, okay, first off, let me touch on Boston. Boston's been playing really, really good. They didn't need to do anything flashy. They didn't do anything flashy. I like Daniel Face coming back. You know, he fits into that rotation. They know what they get from him. But Derek White, it gives them so much flexibility. He could be your starting point guard, or he could be the sixth man coming off the bench. It gives them a little bit of flexibility between him and Marcus Smart. I love what Boston did but the team that stood out to me the most over the entire week was the Sacramento Kings they revamped their entire roster because they think they're a playoff team and I think they're sitting in what the 10th spot or something like that right now uh, we questioned their moves when they moved Halliburton and they brought some bonus over they made some more moves yesterday I really want to see how this pans out because I honestly don't think the team got better but they kind of we're going for it whatever it is it is i'm really curious to see how this
2: plays out for the sacramento kings the rest of the way (laughs) no i i I was gonna say it's 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 like um you have a new chef in the kitchen and you already got this fucking jumbled mess in the pot so you're just taking stuff out of the pot and then just adding more ingredients to try to get the stew to taste better i mean that's exactly what's happening in sacramento right now i don't think that that's a long-term plan but what was happening there wasn't working So you toss out some of the things and and just try something new for the rest of this year, see what you got. And you're right, Panther. That West, because there's 10 playoff teams with the play-in tournaments, everyone pretty much but Houston has a chance to make the playoffs (laughs) out there. So it's going to be competitive. Let's take a quick break. Let's talk about oh. OddsJam, developed by Stanford engineers. OddsJam is an innovative solution designed to identify mathematically profitable betting opportunities. They have the fastest real-time – in fact, they just updated. It, uh, updated again. Uh, stop updating. I'm trying to do my ad read. Helps you spot discrepancies between different sportsbooks. help users place profitable bets. Profits average 3% every day, which adds up to big earnings. There's no catch. You just got to use the link in the description. They'll know you're an absolute degen. It is the smartest betting software on the market. Get used to winning with OddsJam. It updated again.
0: (laughs) You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
2: At all. Well, we talked about it, right? Not at all. No. Yeah. yeah, it's horrible. Unless you're going to eat some chalk, some serious chalk. I'm going to eat a little bit of chalk, and I'm going to rip a Band-Aid off. Celtics currently sitting in the seventh spot in the Eastern Conference, a game behind the Raptors. So they need to get into that the top six spot to avoid a play-in game. And I think Boston has a chance. Uh, they've won six games in a row. They're 8-2 and two over their last ten, 10 games. And as mentioned before on the show, their defense has been awesome. In the league now, they rank second in defensive efficiency, second in opponents' effective field goal percentage, and fourth in opponents' points per game. You look back to December, not even top 10 in those categories. Now they're second, second, and fourth. Uh, That's a huge difference in defense that they've been playing. Um, They're not getting an easy one tonight, right? This Denver team is pretty good. They were riding a two-game winning streak. They easily handled the Nets. They easily handled the Knicks this past week. Uh, jokic is once again stuffing the stat lines but he's also getting help from other guys on the floor a variety of players able to chip in double digit points on any given night still i I think boston grabs the win today uh denver only a 15 and 14 team on the road celtics 11 and 4 over their last 15 home games that is so much better than their home winning percentage from earlier in this year ten dollar money line bet on the celtics
3: you know, if there was one team during this trade deadline I thought should be active, it was the Denver Nuggets, and they did absolutely nothing. Uh, so I have a little concern with this Nugget team moving forward. Yes, Jokic has been playing great. Yes, he's getting a little help, but their wins have been coming against teams that just aren't, haven't been playing very well. Brooklyn, notably, hasn't been good. The Knicks have kind of fallen off. So now they play Boston, who, you know, Two months ago, I would have just thrown them under the bus. But they've gotten it correct, and they're playing really good basketball right now. The players that they shipped out weren't really part of the rotation. You know, Enos Freedom wasn't part of it. And I, I think the two guys that they're getting probably won't play tonight. But that really, I don't think is going to matter. I think Boston takes care of business at home. Uh, so I'm going to lay the five points and put 10 bucks on the Celtics as well.
1: Wow, I can't believe where things are sitting now that we have a kiss of death on the Celtics. Again. Yeah, again. I love the Celtics minus the five, right? Yeah, we still get five, yeah. I think they win. I do think they cover. I am shocked. This, we should call them the Boston window cleaners because that window <laughs> is looking mighty nice right now.
2: <laughs> uh, the, the way the way that uh, uh, Brown and Tatum are playing right now, they they, mm. they are... Just playing off each other's uh strengths and their energy, but it, it is that defense they, uh, that was the that was the turning point for this team is is you got to remember when they were making it to the Eastern Conference championships, yeah, they had uh, Isaiah Thomas out there that was doing his fucking thing, but it was their defense it was it was them like clamping down playing some uh, you know really really tough defense. Marcus Smart is one of the best defensive players in the league i'd say you know uh, top five top ten type defensive player in the league. Uh, and and the other guys buy into it so um if they keep playing like this, this is a dangerous boston team and yeah once again another kiss of death that is the only game i am whoa, betting on in the whoa. nba day so panther you got one wow. more
3: One more, let's take a look at the Minnesota Timberwolves going to the Bulls. The Bulls, uh, another team that wasn't active, but they really don't have to be active. This is a a really good team when they're healthy. They're getting healthier. They kept their rookie, Patrick Williams. There was uh, some speculation that he might get dealt, um, but he, he didn't. So he'll be coming back sometime soon. But this Minnesota team has been playing really well at home, on the road, I, I just haven't loved the Bulls as much recently, and this line kind of suggests to me that Minnesota has a chance here. I don't really want to play the money line game like Max does. I'm going to take the five points and put it on the T-Wolves.
2: I almost played the money line game on this one. I, I love the Timberwolves in this one. I, I have this as a coin flip of a game. Uh, Minnesota 122, Chicago 122. So you're telling me you know, Minnesota's getting four points, four and a half points, whatever it is. I think that's a nice play. Moral support, lean on Maxie's Timberwolves.
1: Yeah, I don't really have a strong play in this one. I'm going to lean the Bulls in this one, but I'm not touching it. What are you getting? Four and a half is what you got. I think got. you get
2: four and a half. Yeah, yeah, I think that's nice. Yeah, Four and a half, okay. Yeah, I'll take that. That's the only game I got.
1: Oh, okay. Well, uh, the Cavaliers are going to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna cover seven and a half it's a lot of points i sure liked it a lot earlier when it was much smaller before we started but uh whatever i'm gonna take cleveland minus seven and a half for 10 bucks
2: yeah I, you're probably right i have this much closer but i'm, I'm telling you this is this is what the sports books are doing right now they're baiting you they're baiting you to take the pacers here and you're probably gonna fucking lose i'm going to lean the pacers with the points here but I want nothing to do with this game.
3: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. When you tell me Cleveland versus Detroit, why is it not a double-digit play? I mean, the Detroit's very capable of getting destroyed, but if you look at their recency at home, they've played much better at home, and they've been competitive at home. That's kind of what gave me the hesitancy. I'm probably leaning Detroit here with the points, but I want to stay far, far away from this game.
1: I almost bet the Hornets, too. Since we're talking,
3: right,
2: All right.
1: <laughs>
2: Moving on over. Is, to- is, is that is that is that on the board for uh, action? It is right here, right on yeah. action. Has yeah. it? Okay, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't see that game. Oh no, I do. I, I think I have that one. No, I got that close too. See, that's the same same fucking thing. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm ignoring my lines for a while on the dogs. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's a whole new ball game now. Right, it really is. All right, well, that's it. That's all I've got in uh, basketball. What are we doing on the ice?
2: God, not much on the ice either. Um, Let's look at this Islanders-Oilers game. And I'll preface by saying this, that the line is actually too chalky to bet the Oilers. The line is too chalky to bet the Oilers, but I'm going to do it anyway. I am banking on the post-coach bump. Edmonton fired their head coach, Dave Tippett yesterday. Jay J, uh, J Woodcroft, I believe, is going to take over for the remainder of the season. Oilers started the season as a Stanley Cup favorite, right? They have the best player in hockey. They started off the year 16-5. and They are 7-13-3 since then. Islanders, they know a thing or two about a bipolar season, right? I mean, after starting the season off on the road the first few months, they returned home and kept losing. They eventually found a little bit of rhythm here and there, but they're still not the same Islanders team that we've loved the past three years. The the can't lose them all, Islanders. This is this is the team that can lose them all, I fear. <laughs> uh I think Edmondson gets the win today, as mentioned. It is it is a tad bit too chalky for me, but such is a gambler's life. Ten dollar bet on the Oilers.
3: Yeah, it's curious that they fired their head coach because in, in the short time that he was there, he still won 66% of his games. Uh, I know they've been in a lull the last month or so, uh, like you said, going like 7-13, and 13, but I have a hard time putting all that on a coach who's actually, it's not like you forgot how to coach. They, they were successful for the first year and a half. Islanders haven't been great on the road, but they have been playing much better hockey since their schedule kind of got balanced out with their home and away. It's just too much of a plus line for me to ignore here. So I'm going to take the Islanders plus the 135.
1: Yeah. Uh, I do think Edmonton wins. It's close. I, I would lean New York in this one. Ugh, don't like it though.
2: Was that it for you too, Panther? Was that your hockey game? Yeah. Uh, no, I got one
3: more. Okay. okay. What do you got? One more, and let's take a look at Winnipeg going to Dallas. And they want to talk about chalky lines here. But listen, Winnipeg is a team that's just hit and miss. They can play really excellent hockey. They can trip and fall and fall on their face. And going to Dallas, who's just really, really good on their home ice. Uh, I, I love Dallas here. I hate that it's minus 175. But for me, a win's a win. I think Dallas definitely wins this game. So I'm going to lay the 175 and put
2: 10 bucks on the Stars. Ooh, I I almost bet the Jets here. I mean, I do have the Stars winning this game, but it's close. It what, are you, really what are you sitting close. at? Like
1: sixty percent, fifty?
2: Dallas, yeah, fifty-one percent. Fifty, really? Then wow, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, I, no. I should be betting. I should be betting Winnipeg. Should be winning. Point. I should be, but you know what? It's Winnipeg, and fuck everything about Winnipeg. <laughs> everything that's what I'm about saying. Winnipeg. That's what fuck I'm <laughs> Right, I'm, I'm going, to lean, I I'm going to lean the Jets. I, I mean, I'm, I have to lean the Jets with the plus line here. I have it that close. I, I think you know, Dallas is one of those teams that they are, you know, fairly unbeatable at home. But when they lose at home, they lose at home, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and it's it's usually the fucking surprise like teams that kind of come in and and, yeah. and shock Dallas. Um, if if you you know look at look at their uh, their recency, you know, um, they they did get that nice home win over Nashville, right? Trust me, I know. Uh, but but you know, prior to that, they lost at home uh, to Calgary. They got absolutely stomped at home by Washington. So I mean, they're capable of losing to teams that are are good. I just don't think that Winnipeg's very good. <laughs> so I'll lean the Jets with with that plus line.
1: Yeah, the Stars line is too chalky, even at the minus what one sixty five, one eh, sixty. It's still a little chalky. Uh, they, they should win, but you're. I think you're exposed.
3: Oh, probably. So now I just have to hope they
1: win. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, a couple comments. Big Daddy says Spurs, Hawks under
2: 233. Mm, I, mean, I sure that seemed like a very 100. high total. Yeah, I got 222
1: in that game. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Dallas Stars minus one and a half. Oh, man.
2: Fucking lunatic.
1: Chicken shit play of the day yeah. from, coming in from Iceberg is Arizona plus one and a
2: half. Uh. No, 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 no. Uh,
3: so. Who are they playing? Tampa Bay. Yeah,
2: no. I mean, the Lightning's on the road. Yeah, but I mean, I I was close to eating the 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 minus three ten on 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 Tampa Bay there. No, I don't think so. Iceberg yeah, loves
3: the only the only upside about. So the only upside about that is that uh, Tampa Bay is fresh off that uh, game against Vegas, so it's a back-to-back situation for them. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I'd be. Late. I don't think I. I like their chances.
1: Okay, uh, Iceberg loves the Dallas money line. Okay, there you go. Uh, Big Daddy says tons of players out for the Jets.
3: Okay, well,
2: there you go. All I mean, right, it doesn't matter. No. No. do they have? Do they have any good players? Really. Uh, <laughs> no. No. Maybe this is a good thing for them. Tends exactly. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think Hellebuyck is going to play, but I mean, like, he's not been fucking stellar this year. Like, honestly, like, I mean, his uh, his statistics are good, but they're, they're, that defense just fal- faltered in front of him. So, um, I I wonder if I, I doubt it, but I wonder if his name props up in, in the trade uh, teams would be fucking killing them like vegas i think would be murdering to get a guy like Helibia in in their equitable so we'll see
1: all right so we talked about a little bit of uh, kyrie irving james harden etc brooklyn some trades and we talked about nba bets and nhl bets max that is it
2: that is a big super bowl uh show tomorrow or yes. big game panther big game. you're gonna
1: be home tomorrow right
3: I will be home
1: tomorrow. I don't
2: know if that fixed the Bluetooth issue, but...
1: (laughs) Well, you can talk into your head and
2: handset. Talk into your handset. Wow. Really well, yeah, good. there's that. Yeah. All right. But all big game tomorrow, right? We're going to try to do some props, some fun stuff, and talk about the big game. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Fuck you. Super Bowl. Uh, try to look at the demons app for Android and iOS. Listen to anything about our picture. picks, anyone speaks over on Twitter at Betting absolutely no matter where you listen to, please. Highest rating. come subscribe, download. Listen to every single episode. All 1,003 of them. Panther, take us home.
3: All right, we'll get out of here with a Panther parlay. I can't ignore the KOD. That's the one we really like. So we'll jump on the Celtics. We're on the T-Wolves. And we're on those Dallas Stars. Put those three together. That'll be today's Panther parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook, mostly on Twitter. Give us a shout-out. We will shout right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some
0: money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.
2: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.